Hey guys, what's up? It's Lex and Courtney, and we are here again this week with another episode of The Pleasure's All Yours. As per usual, we are here to really uh, promote sexual liberation and education and openness and pleasure in the black and queer community. Um, Yeah, we just want to really let you know that the pleasure really is. It's all yours, baby. It's for you. It got your name written all on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What are we talking about today? Well, actually, no. Let me hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You jump in real fast. Okay, bitch. Hold on now. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. Uh, this week is Thanksgiving. Yes. So instead of a catch-up, why don't we say what we're grateful for this year? This year. Uh, you know, I know we were going to do this, and I was really thinking about it all week. Um, I have a lot of things to be grateful for, even if they some of them make me sad now. Um, I am very grateful for uh, being able to take a romantic trip to Miami. I'm grateful for uh, the fact that I had the ability to donate bone marrow earlier this year. Um, Also very grateful for my friends, Uh, grateful for my job, being able to keep my bills paid, bitch. Grateful to still be alive and well, to have survived COVID. I did have COVID this year. Um, what else? My cats, all of those things. I'm trying to, the podcast, we started the podcast this year. I'm very, very grateful for that. Very grateful for Courtney. Um, what else? All the crazy shit I've been doing this year. That has been a very good experience yeah. so far. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. I mean, that's a lot. You gave like yeah. a little, like a long little laundry list there. That's yeah. good. It sounds like you have a lot to be thankful for. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? What are you grateful for? I mean, you know, we got the usuals. Like my friends and family, I think they've held me held me down the most mm-hmm. this year. Okay? So obviously, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for this podcast mm-hmm. and the ability to kind of um, discover a new side of my talents and my abilities and also like just create a sense of openness for myself because I feel like this podcast has allowed me to be open with my family a lot more and with my friends and this this Thanksgiving me and my grandparents my mom we was more my grandma me and my grandma and my parents were talking about a lot of different things a lot of dating stuff a lot of dating as an elderly person I was like oh okay granny I feel like we couldn't have this conversation like three months ago but now that I just feel like everybody is just more comfortable because I've had to, I've like forced them to be more comfortable. Yeah. So I'm very thankful that I've had more open conversations with my actual family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful for, uh, you know, I guess I could say I'm thankful for my jobs. Like I don't want to have my jobs. Yeah, don't want to have. But them. I, I guess they pay my bills, so I'll yeah. say I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this job. Okay. And yeah. This is a full time job as well, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for podcasting. Um, but yeah, you know, girl, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. I'm thankful for my health. Yes. Yeah. Cause I've, I, I've had COVID once this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been sick like fucking like every three months. It seems like I'm getting like a little sick. Like I was sick over Thanksgiving and I'm feeling a little better today. So I guess I was only sick for like a day, but I don't know, bitch. Yeah. yeah I'm thankful for a lot. I'm thankful for a lot. Yes. And I feel like 2023 is going to be even bigger and better. And so I've taken the holiday time to be thankful for what I have now, but also be thankful for what I know is coming in the future. That way I'm putting myself in the mental space to be ready for it. Yes. Like, cause I'm already grateful. So like my mind is already there, you know? Yeah. 
Should be hard, but at the end of the day, I'm still grateful. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I might complain about my situation at the time, but I'm still grateful to be where I'm at, bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, today, Courtney has the fun fact. Oh, I do. Yeah. I almost forgot. Okay, let <laughs> me pull it up. Courtney has the fun fact. So I figured since Thanksgiving was this week yes. that we would continue the conversation around food. Um, so we're going to talk about aphrodisiacs today and the history of some of the, the special sexy foods uh, okay. on the planet that are here to make us horny mm. and help us reproduce. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you don't know what an aphrodisiac is, I kind of just explained it. It's it's a food or an herb or anything like that you can consume um, that might increase libido increase fertility increase um potency yes um so yeah we'll, let's get into it yeah okay. let's get into it and you could tell me you know if you've ever had any of these foods and okay. if it's made you horny okay so i'll have to think back all right, all right. okay bitch <laughs> um the first one is the pomegranate Ooh. now a lot of these i'm noticing that they're considered they're listed under aphrodisiacs based on like the color representing mm-hmm. something or the okay. shape. Maybe it's a phallic shape or like a vulvar shape. Okay. Is vulvar a word? Vulva? Vulval? 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 Vulval shape. I, I, hey, we're going to say it's a word. Vulvic shape. Are you, do you like are an oval or a vulval? Which one are you feeling? Vulval. <laughs> vulvular. Vulvic. Voltastic. Volus. Love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the pomegranate. So... Uh, this was a forbidden fruit of the Bible. Um, so people say that it was an apple that Adam and Eve shared, but it was actually a fucking pomegranate. It was a pomegranate? Bitch, it was a pomegranate. Wow. And it's often associated with fertility and abundance because of the amount of the seeds, seeds in the center. Are, so yeah. it's very representative of okay. fertility. I could see that. I could see um, that. but it also has, um, uh, chemicals in the juice that lower cortisol levels, Mm. which is like your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. And when your cortisol levels are lowered, your testosterone is increased in both men and women. And increased testosterone um, shows an increase of like libido and Mm. uh, fertility and sexual desire. So in a roundabout way, because pomegranate juice is a stress reliever, Mm -hmm. it can increase your desire to have sex because you're more relaxed and you know, you're more open to letting the blood flow. Wow. Did you learn something new every day? Every day, girl, go eat you a pomegranate. (laughs) Yes. I, I would say I don't like pomegranate. You don't like, you don't like the seeds. You don't like the juice. What is it that you don't like about it? Um, if it's like a pom, if it's in a juice form, I'm, I'm more liable to be like, Oh yeah, totally. But like actually eating it, something about them being in my mouth makes me want to gag i just can't do it it's like gelatinous but also like crunchy crunchy like yeah. what the fuck like and i have yeah. to spit and you have also. to yeah you suck on them and then you spit them out like yeah you know i like cherries i love cherries i love cherries i'll eat the fuck out of a bag of cherries i'll eat a whole bag of cherries by myself but that doesn't it's not that popping like mm-hmm. like those popping boba boba that you get oh yeah i like those the i don't know something about them just makes my mouth feel weird i don't like it it's mm. a texture thing i think <laughs> i get that i get that i think there's something inherently sexy though about putting something in your mouth sucking the juices okay. off of them maybe then... that's why i like cherries <laughs> like sunflower seeds just and you can like you know, plant pomegranate seeds out in your front yard if you're eating them. They're just really easy, I feel like, to Mm -hmm. consume. But, you know, eat to each their own. Yeah. 
Um, if you don't like pomegranates, though, maybe you can try the next food. Okay. Which is asparagus. Oh, I do love asparagus. They do say asparagus. A lot of it comes from the shape. It's got a phallic shape with the the flowers on the top being like the head. Okay. And then the shaft being the stem. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also shows that it can increase libido. Um, from the vitamin E and potassium, which helps cleanse the kidneys and lower our acid uh, amount in our body. Okay, cool. So I don't know how that relates to sex. But I'm sure everybody would feel better if they had less acidity in their body. Yeah. Um, but you eat that asparagus, and that's exactly what your pee's going to smell yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, though. Like, I wonder if my squirt would smell like asparagus. Yikes. Because that's not cute. No. <laughs> like, that's really not cute. I'm good on that. Maybe we'll skip over this one, too. Okay, so then beets. Um, okay. I am not a fan of beets. But I've noticed that if you put them in, you can put them in like smoothies and stuff and you don't really taste it as much. They mm -hmm. have a lot of antioxidants in them. And they also have um, tryptophan and betaine, betanine, both substances <laughs> that promote a feeling of well-being. They also contain high amounts of boron, which is a mineral that increases the level of sex hormones in your body. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a direct correlation there if it's increasing your sex hormones. Yeah. I do listen to this podcast, and this this girl talks about how her man drinks beet juice all the time, and that's how he's so, like, vi virile and, like, potent in the bedroom. Like, he can just come and keep going and come and keep going and mm -hmm. come and keep going. And he, like, swears it's the fucking beet juice. So I don't know, like, feed your niggas some beet juice, put it in some smoothies, <laughs> incorporate it in your meals. I'll post this link on um, the description box because each under each food, she actually included a, um, a recipe Ooh, that you can cook on like handy. date night yeah. uh, in order to feel like the effects. Okay, very handy, very handy. Um, the next one is coffee. And I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. They say it's because it increases your heart rate, increases your blood flow. Okay. Um, and then it says the alkaloids in it can main, help you maintain sexual performance while also increasing stamina. Which is just, I feel like, an energy thing. It's just caffeine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's really acidic, too, and it makes me poop, so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Especially if you're planning on doing anal stuff, I don't think coffee's the best way to go before you do that. Although I have heard great things about a coffee enema. Oh, yeah, but uh, the only time I've heard about that is on uh, My Strange Addiction, where it's like this couple that is addicted yeah, but to they, doing Yeah, but it's that. a health thing. So they started it because it was a health thing, yeah. and then they were like, oh, this feels so good. Now we're they're addicted to it now. But yeah. one of my friends was really interested in doing one, so they did a little research, and they sent me an, an article link on it. Mm -hmm. But like, it really cleanses you out. It shrinks your vessels a little bit, so it's mm -hmm. good for sex. It also, I imagine Imagine what make your your booty hole smell good, like coffee. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> if you don't consume it through your mouth, you can consume it through your anus, yeah. and still get the energetic effects from it. Mm -hmm. um, and also have your asshole smell like Starbucks. Ooh, so <laughs> little creme brulee latte going on. Um, strawberries is mentioned in here. 100% just the shape, the sexiness of the fruit, the juiciness of the fruit. Just watching somebody bite into it. Mm -hmm. is... Yeah. It's Have a... you ever fed a bitch a strawberry? Come on. The juice drip yeah. and everything. It's just yeah. such a sexy fruit. And it you can is. dip it in chocolate and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and the next one is chocolate. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Well, obviously, chocolate is associated with sexual arousal, but it literally um, increases our serotonin. It's like you're biting into happiness. So Chocolate's we get a dopamine rush from it. Um, our serotonin is elevated. Our sexual arousal is elevated. So cocoa and cacao and... 
Um, yeah, so they say that the phentalamine and tryptophan, which is also in whatever I just talked about before that, mm-hmm. um, increases your sexual arousal. Love it. So yeah, that's really all I got for you guys. If you had any of these meals during your Thanksgiving dinner and you found yourself having to go jack off in the bathroom yeah. or take a walk, let me know. I was surprised sweet potatoes weren't on there, but then I realized that sweet potatoes are um, full of estrogen. Ooh. And that is just really good. Uh, like people that usually have to go on like hormone replacements mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that, they and they get a dietary list like sweet potatoes, yams. Those are like the first thing on the list because of how much estrogen is in it. And I also learned that from Samantha on Sex in the City. Okay. Because she had breast cancer. Oh yeah. Or something like that. Mm. And so she had to like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yams. Yams. Can I get to the yams? <laughs> Okay, y'all. That was my fun fact, and I'm really glad I got to contribute to this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Lex, what do you have for our pleasure principle? Today, we're going to talk about um, sex cults slash cults in general. Um, Well, now, they're all mostly sex cults, and let me just tell you, some of this shit is fucking crazy, because I'm just thinking sex cult like especially now I, I think now today it would probably be a little harder to get people to join a cult like that but i say that but one of these is the trial is still going Very on recent. currently yeah oh yeah so we do give a trigger warning um at the beginning of this part just yes. because we are talking about like sexual exploitation and manipulation and abuse and that kind of stuff so you know just enter with caution some, yeah, with yeah. caution it, it'll also be in the description so yes. that Okay, so we have a few to talk about. Three of them, four of them I did some research on um, over the last couple days. And then one of them is a documentary that me and Court watched, and I finished it this morning. Um, Yeah, this shit is crazy. But anyways, let's get into it. The first one we're going to talk about is Warren Jeffs and the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ. Most of these fucking things are evangelists like they 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 are very heavy christians whatever like it is very religion based most of these besides the fact um this was founded in uh i think it said like 1970 something like the church itself but um warren's father died in september of 2002 and he basically took over it and he was considered the prophet of whatever Jesus was trying to communicate to the people. Right. Um, he was the person that it all went through. Um, he, this was a very heavy, like polygamist uh, cult as well. They definitely believed in like uh, multiple marriages, uh, things like that. It, even some of them were. Um, it's like the more wives you have, the closer you are to God. And that was their one of their philosophies. And uh, it did start off as like a Mormon thing. But in 1865, I think, 1860, um, the U.S. government really started getting involved in people that were marrying more than one person and mm-hmm. basically was like, nah, we're not about to do this shit. Nip it in the bud real quick. And so people stopped actually getting married in the public eye to more than one person. But it was still probably happening it behind was, the scenes. Yeah, it was okay. definitely still happening. But Warren, since he was the prophet, he had the authority to assign wives to his male members 
and you only actually got a wife if you were extremely loyal to him to the church to the beliefs that they had and not only that um, if you were disloyal your wife and children would be assigned to a different man mm. and they would literally just come and pick your family up and go and bring it to somebody else and then that's where they would stay oh wow yeah Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, you could not fuck the fuck up. No, you could not fuck the fuck up at all. Um, but it was, besides your wife and children being reassigned to another man, your wives were considered to be your wives for all eternity. So, like, even in death, there was no death do us part or no shit like that. Like, once that was your wife, that was your wife for forever. Like, literal forever. Which is fucking crazy. Um, but the highest level of glory was having three wives. And like I said, the more wives you had, the closer you were to heaven. Um, the group took teachings from the Mormon church regarding plural mar uh, marriages, but of course the government pushed back. And the Mormon church, since they basically renounced the whole polygamy thing, any member that was a part of this group or was found to be practicing uh, polygamy in that way were excommunicated from the church mm. and it was just like we don't even know you we don't see you you're not a child of God all these things so yeah they they do think that this guy Warren had at least 50 wives 50? 50 five zero I know they were not all um, over 18 no they were not sure. a lot of them were um, between 12 and 17 Wow. Yeah. Where were the where were the wives for the other people in the church? Like how many did did it ever did they say how many people what it, members were in this cult? It doesn't um no, the cult it had a f couple thousand. Okay, so it wasn't like, just like a small thing. No, this was they like had, a community. Yeah. Like a, okay. Yeah. Um he did <coughs> he did move the organization to you okay? Yeah. Um he did move the organization to Texas in 2005. Um, and there was supposedly a call and this call ended up being um, someone who was not underage. It was just some person that was in the in the cult. Mm -hmm. They weren't fucking with it anymore, I'm guessing. So they made a call to the police department um, and it was the call was apparently from a 16 year old girl who was married to a 50 year old man who would sexually assault her. And she would have she had had like um, three miscarriages from this person, oh and so of course um, the cops go up there. They go and raid the place. Bitch, why did they apprehend four hundred and sixteen children? Oh my goodness, that's a lot of kids. Like that that was a lot of kids. They were mm -hmm. taken into legal custody and some of them were um some of them were released because there was no proof that they were being hurt. Mm -hmm. So a good mm -hmm. a good portion of them got brought back mm -hmm. to the church and mm -hmm. then the ones that they could prove obviously were taken into state custody. Um in 2006 Warren was put onto the FBI's 10 most wanted list for illegal marriages between adult males and young girls in Utah. Um, and August 28, 2006, his 12 year old wife and his brother, they were all driving with, um, I think it was like 113 cell phones, like over $5,000 in cash, um, a bunch of wigs and disguises because they were on the fucking mm -hmm. run from the law. 
uh, because in Arizona, which is where it was mostly stationed, um, in Arizona, it was showed that, which is a very heavy Mormon area. Mm-hmm. I will say yeah, that. The, um, I don't, what is it, Midwest, Southwest? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they got pulled over because, um, of course, he had charges in Utah and Arizona. Mm-hmm. He got pulled over in Texas. And um, they basically arrested him. Of course, took all of his shit. the The twelve year old girl and his brother both got released because they weren't they, there weren't any warrants out for them or anything. But this guy got taken in, and um, he was tried and sentenced in Texas. Mm. Yes, the, I was very surprised by that. Um, he was tried and sentenced in Texas to a life in prison, but he is eligible for parole in twenty thirty eight. He ain't getting out. He ain't getting out. He's a like. Did they? What? What are the charges that they got? The the charges were sex trafficking, child abuse, child molestation, sexual abuse. Um, another one was like, uh, what is it? Like a, like he was like a right hand man in a different oh, like a conspiracy. Uh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. To commit sexual assault yeah, okay. to someone else. Yeah. So he has like a long list of charges, bitch. Like a very wow. long list. But um, he ain't getting out. He ain't bro. getting out, especially bitch. not in Texas. No, not in Texas. But the main thing with this one was that um, the the main principle of this one mm-hmm. was that this man was literally arranging marriages for older men mm-hmm. and very young girls mm-hmm. um, and also just sort of sex trafficking them through like different people that needed wives or needed Yeah, because I'm sure that the kids that like were that. being born were being raised to be a wife for another older yes. fucking man in the community. Basically, That's yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, this shit is fucking nuts. But it, ba- it, it all started just from it being a regular ass mm-hmm church or whatever and then this guy's dad died and he was like you know what i'm gonna do this how i want to do this basically i can only imagine how subtle those changes were yeah you know like from when his dad died to like all of a sudden now we're marrying off 12 year old girls like i'm sure there was like a a space between that of like little things yeah and that's the scariest part they do a lot of coercion and a lot of like uh guilt tripping Mm -hmm. um like oh this is what god would want Mm -hmm. um if you don't do this god's gonna smite you like all these other things they definitely it was very fear-based i feel like but of course if that is what you're raised on especially like the people that grew up there their whole life if that's what you raised on you know most of the time you don't question it you're like you know what this makes sense because this has been my life this whole time Mm -hmm. so yeah fucking nuts man there's some of the like this one there was so much information on this one that it very literally overwhelmed me so i was like i'm just gonna pick a few things yeah we're gonna talk about those few things um that one again was uh what is it warren jeffs and the flds Mm -hmm. um lots of wikipedia info on it lots of different um blog posts and stuff about it so much info about it i'm guessing that's the one with the most documentation mm-hmm. since he did actually go to court for mm-hmm. that um the next one that we're going to talk about is let me find it I lost my place okay um david berg and the children of god again sounds very ominous yeah it does and all these men are really of course they're ugly to look at yeah of course they're ugly or they wouldn't have to to do all of this Mm -hmm. you just be happy with who you are um this particular one was established in 1968 and was one of the most disturbing for me Mm -hmm. because they promoted and encouraged sex with children family members 
and also the existence of the Antichrist. What? But it was like in, in some of these articles, the ones that I that will be linked in the description, you can literally listen to this man talk about like having sex with children and why it's okay and him also being a racist and talking about darker skin colored people and like where they belong in society and everything like that oh like God. yeah like <laughs> he also believed that um incest was okay because it was best to learn from a family member someone that you know that cared for you your whole life yeah 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 <laughs> fucking wild um he also believed that sex with children was necessary so they would grow up knowing that sex is god and that god loves sex because it's love and that the devil hates sex because it's beautiful that was like something that he would yes five and five is 12 <sighs> that's crazy yeah um he used women to recruit more members and called it flirty fishing. So women that were already in the community, they would literally go out to like bars and dates and mm -hmm. stuff and they would meet these guys mm -hmm. or they would meet other women and they would be like, oh yeah, this is what we do. Basically make it seem, you know, real cool, real chill and then have them come back and sort of join and then you see like all this shit that goes on. So um, this one... By 1972, 130 communities were practicing this religion. Wow. That's a fucking lot. That's so, that's so crazy. And what, what area was this in? Um, this one was, I think this was based in, I think this was the one that was based in Albany, New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really fucking nuts. Um, let's see. To earn money the members would have to go onto the streets and, you know, do music, sit as a okay. beggar, like Beggars, something like okay. that, yeah, um, to get food and everything, but they could only keep 10% of whatever it was that they got when they brought it back to the church. What about this sounds intriguing? What about this sounds like, oh, this is something that I want my family to be involved in. Yeah. This is something that's bringing me closer to God. Like, at what point, I wonder what his, like, enticement was. I think that from what it sounds like from a lot of these, it really goes from people that like those people that are heavily religious, like mm -hmm. extremely, and they don't care about, they don't care about anything outside of what the Bible says or how they interpret the Bible. Those are the main people that this guy like grouped yeah. and like brought Extremists. into the fold. Exactly. Okay. Extremists. Exactly. Um, because he's a prophet. And he said that God said that all this other stuff, because he was basically the next Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, they they literally were just like, oh, well, this is fine because God said it was fine. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says this, which also says it's fine. So I feel like that is really where that comes from is very like extreme religious, extremely religious people. So sad. So um, in the 70s, allegation of sexual abuse and misconduct were being reported so heavily that the group disbanded by 1978 but they disbanded under that particular name mm. they've had like four other names since then um one of them being um the family of love and light uh and then they shortened it to the family Ooh. and yeah <laughs> and then um there was one other one um they called it like the love charter as well like the 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 name usually had something with love and family yeah. in it, and 
Yeah, they basically would still disguise it on, and still be practicing mm-hmm. exactly what he said. Um, David died in 1994, and his wife Karen Zerby took over. So from this point, it was a woman that was still running everything mm. exactly the way he was running it. Still children, still fucking with your family members. Lots of counts of incest in this mm-hmm. one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking crazy. There was, it became public knowledge when um, there was a murder-suicide. Ricky Rodriguez, who was Karen's son, um, he he killed a woman that was sexually assaulting him through his childhood mm. and then took his life as well. Mm. Um, and it proved that while the group disbanded and they were no longer practicing from what they were saying, that they were very much still practicing everything. Perpetuating that, the abuse. Exactly, exactly. Um, it still exists today, governed under a new document altogether called the Love Charter, which preaches the love of Jesus Christ. And that apparently is all. But it still exists today. Y'all can just join the Baptists or whoever. I feel like we don't, y'all don't need to start your own religion. Yeah. Or try to change the one that was started a while. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. That's fucking tough. Um, there is a lot of secrecy around the new organization, which doesn't help yeah. solidifying that they're not practicing anything right. crazy. So, uh, yeah, that is fucking nuts. Mr. David Berg and the Children of God. David um, Berg, another scary white man. Another scary white man. Yeah, literally. And when I tell you all of these men, when you look at them, they are scary to look at, <laughs> like especially as older people. Um, the next one is Keith Rainier and Nexum. Mm-hmm. Ne- Nexum, I think that's Nexium. Nexium. That one is a trial that is still very much current, still going on. Started in 2020, I think, right before COVID. Fucking shit is still going on. There's a documentary called The Vow on HBO. Um, there's another one on Showtime called Seduced, um, which I will be watching both of those mm-hmm. today because what the fuck. Um, This one was one that was very crazy because there were celebrities that Mm -hmm. were very active in this um, recruitment process. Yeah. Was it that bitch from Dawson's Creek? Or I thought it was Smallville. Oh, Smallville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Allison Mack. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This was founded in 1998 by Keith and Nancy Rainier um, as a personal development company with a range of self-improvement techniques. So basically a self-help group. Um, that's supposed to help you get your life together, get on the right track, all of that shit. Um, his, his main emphasis was to bring pleasure into people's lives. But whenever you, especially women, whenever you did go and join this cult, um, he would compile a folder of sexual photos that he would, that you had to take to get into the cult. Mm -hmm. Um, sexual photos, fantasy, sexual fantasies, and other sexual experiences in very explicit detail. And he would use these to blackmail these people to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't follow orders, if you said you weren't going to do what, you, what he told you to do, he would literally be like, well, I'm just going to go give your family the file. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go give whoever the file so they can see all these things and see you in these compromising positions and all these other things. So, of course, they're going to go fucking do right. that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also encouraged recruit members to own their own slaves with the end goal to satisfy him. So 
these people weren't even considered like members. They were literally slaves underneath this, whatever it was. And the sexual pleasure part comes from literally being sex slaves like that owning like somebody owning, owning someone and them having to do everything you say everything you say that they have to do whether or not they want to it's like the worst like multi-level marketing like pyramid scheme it was situation con- it was ever. considered yeah it's, yeah because it's if you have scheme. slaves and then you are like the overseer of that slave and so then because you're the overseer you have a, a different relationship with fucking what keith rainier yeah it's like it literally levels to this shit yeah extreme levels and could to you shit. move i can't remember but can you you can move from being a slave to being a member a slave ma- yeah be, uh, yeah you can you have to recruit other people to be slaves for you yeah exactly but and then once you get to a certain point a certain number of recruit of a certain number of recruits then you can become a slave master wow which is like a step underneath the other guy and worse these um slaves like performing like sexual acts yeah. and like doing those. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he could go and pick whoever slave that he wanted. That's why I said the ultimate, the, at the end of the day, whatever slave that you had still was here to pleasure me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, and the people that were involved in this program were just so okay with it because they had originally joined the program as like a self-help. So Keith Rainier was saying, these are the things that you need to be successful. This is how you're going to be successful in life. This is how you're going to be successful with money. This is how you're going to grow as a person is through me and through my teachings. And in order to get to that point where I'm at, you have to to start from here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, His first slave was a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really all they said about her. Um, They did I think they said her name, but I don't, I honestly don't remember because I also didn't write it down. Um, But more intriguing to this, Alison Mack is a Canadian actress of the show Smallville. She was arrested for recruiting women into the cult and was only sentenced three years. Three years. Three fucking years. And I think it's because she ple- she pleaded guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she literally was like, I was doing terrible shit. Like, you know, ba- owning up to everything. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that she was giving them information about yeah. what was actually going on. Which mm-hmm. is probably the only reason that the sentence is so low. Because what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Allison was also one of the top slave masters. Which is fucking crazy. Like it's crazy she would um use her position to like meet these people talk to these people and literally just recruit these people into this thing um she did say that she was about 25 she was going through a quarter life crisis is literally what it said and she was just looking for something that connected and from the beginning that seemed to connect with her the Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. and then it just sort of turned into this um, Ain't that how it always happens, baby? Yeah, yeah. It just sort of happens, you know. I just accidentally became a slave master, just by accident, you know. The road to regret <laughs> is paved with good yeah. intentions. Um, the women in this cult were branded, like physically branded, as property. So there was like a brand, hot poker, all of that shit stuck into your skin. Um, they were forced to do chores, um, chores and sex being some of those chores mm-hmm. as well as cleaning and things like that um or risk having their sexual photos and other information that had been given at the beginning leaked one woman was locked in a fucking i think it was like uh i'm pretty sure it's either a room or a basement she was locked in there for two years for not doing what they told her to do and they even threatened to deport her wow if she continued to disobey 
them, mm. which is fucking nuts. They had a, they did have a lot of immigrants there, and that was one thing that they would always. Um, and I wonder how they got like, like looped into that. I want to know just too. from slave masters going out and trying to find more slaves. Yeah, and I think I also think that like there are certain people, like people that are at their lowest, are mm-hmm. the most easily most yeah to things like that because if you're promising them that they won't ever get to this place again, that they won't ever have to worry about these things again, and like all this other stuff. Someone who has no other option is going to be pretty open to being like, oh, well, maybe I'll just give it a try. I'll have a roof over my head. I'll have food. I'll have people to care about me and make sure I'm good. But then you get there and it's like completely opposite than the sales pitch that was given to you by the recruiter, which is like the main thing for most of these is that it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Um and like I said, there this case is ongoing. Like, oh, yeah. it is still that's what going the vow is kind of about. Yeah. Is like this family that's trying to get their daughter out of the cult, but yeah. she's been in there for like ten years at this point, like so long. Because it was before twenty twenty. Like I think the cult started in like twenty twelve or something. Mm-hmm. But like she's been there so long that she's like completely like anorexic, um, yeah. emaciated because Keith Rainier has them on like this strict diet mm-hmm. to like maintain their weight, mm-hmm. and like it's just one of those things where she's got like Stockholm syndrome yeah like the family her sister and her mom have like spoken to her mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to leave yeah. and so it's just like at this point now they're trying to get like the FBI involved in order to like completely break up this whole cult so that they can save their daughter yeah and that's why I was like let me stop watching this because because you have situations like immigrants and yeah. children yeah. and people in low places that are being completely manipulated and like therefore abusing other people because they were manipulated and like abused themselves. Yeah. And then you have this like group of like high society white people, which specifically Nexium is really like a lot of rich white people who want to better themselves and they Mm -hmm. get put in the situation and then they just kind of let shit happen. And like, I have a hard time. I'm not saying I don't sympathize with those people, but it's just like, come on, man. Y'all y'all got an HBO documentary with two seasons trying to find this white girl. And we have all these like these these girls in in the Midwest who are part of the uh, polygamous community that are pedophiles and abusers. Yeah. And you have black girls that are going missing every day and you have immigrants that are going missing and or being murdered every day. And there's just like not this like Big, HBO two part yeah. documentary on it. Like it's just really fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. I very much agree. Um, the next one we're going to talk about, and I do want to sort of watch that documentary, at least the one on Showtime, because it's just a documentary. It's not a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next one is, uh, Marshall Applewhite and Heaven's Gate. This one was crazy to me because it wasn't even like it was religion. It was religious for sure. But the main thing was like these niggas was like heavily into UFOs and shit. And was this the one with his old ass wife? His old ass wife was doing this shit too. Yeah, she Is was. This an old, old ass nigga. Yeah. Okay. It's a really old guy. He like. I think I watched this talk. Yeah, that's why I think that's why I'm like I feel like when I was looking at, when I was looking up stuff for this, I was like I feel like I've heard of this before or I've seen like a clip of the documentary or something. Especially how it all ends. UFOs. I'm like, yeah. Okay. There's UFOs. That? So. Um, they taught that the that a UFO would come down to Earth and rapture the faithful. So there was no actual heavens rapture. It was literally just some aliens that were going to come and pick you up and take you. You're to, on our good list. You're on our good list. You're good. We're going to go on back to the ship, you know. Um, they were able to appear to members that were disillusioned 
uh, by society and also very heavily religious. Okay. So that is how they um, got people together. It was founded in the 1970s by Marshall Applewhite and his wife, uh, Bonnie Nettles. Uh, but Bonnie died in 1985 of liver cancer. And because her body was not raptured, he literally changed what would happen when you die. He just changed the whole oh, wow. shtick. He was like, oh, actually, it's just your soul that goes up. Oh, they wow. only come and take your soul and not your vessel. They refer to your body as vessel, as vehicle that was like heavily used. Like you're, this is like a meat sack you're mm -hmm. just hanging out in. Mm -hmm. And whenever you die, it's only your soul that goes. Um, and that is what the aliens come and grab. Um, they preach that you would be uh, biologically and chemically transformed into an existential being and would be transported uh, with their bodies aboard the spaceship that had come to Earth to take you to heaven. Okay. But since her body didn't go... He said, I gotta come up with a new thing. Gotta fucking come up with a new thing. So, yeah. Um, when you joined, the members were expected to shed every human attachment to the planet, i.e. family, friends, gender, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, possession. Everything that makes a human a human being, you had to literally abandon it the second you joined. So you were just an entity at that point. Mm -hmm. You weren't really, like, anything at all. I hope you're ready for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also believed that all other religions were run by devil-like aliens that were using holograms to stage um, miracles, telepathy to talk to prophets. Um, they also had advanced technology and could disguise themselves as humans. And that is basically what buddhism is and judaism and all of these things that is what they were is literally an alien as a disguised as a human that is telling you this and they would use holograms to uh simulate some kind of miracle how do you sit here and have all these like musings in your head somebody this is and the then 70s. keep up with them nigga Listen, like a lot of these were founded in the 70s mm -hmm. or like early 80s and i just think there was a lot of drugs going on there's a lot of just random stuff yeah. you know that was like peak serial killer yeah there's peak a lot of things in like the 60s 70s and the 80s yeah i don't okay if you've ever watched this i might go back and watch these they're really good they're all on hbo now but they're called the the decades and it's by pbs or like it's by one of those like channels like yeah. documentary channels yeah and each episode is about the 60s the 70s the 80s and it goes all the way to i think to the 90s uh -huh. and it tells you like about politics music sex tv serial killers is a whole episode in the okay. 70s and it's so interesting because you're like shit was literally like really like a, like people were in a pressure cooker i couldn't imagine yeah. like living in that time and i guess now if you look at what we go through now you and you take a step back you're like okay well maybe there's a lot of similarities here maybe the world has just yeah. always been a fucking crazy place but the 60s through the 80s y'all y'all were fucking crazy yeah maybe that's why all the people that were born there is like you guys are so soft back in my day back in my day because there was fucking sex cults and serial killers fucking everywhere 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 bitch. and there wasn't the internet to like tell everybody about yeah. it quickly so mm -hmm. it just kept happening it just kept happening yeah. like you find out about a cult in the midwest and you don't know until like a year later yeah word just got to you that it happened it, oh shit you mean the, the the group that tyler joined last month i literally just saw that nigga damn <laughs> um and one of the craziest things um that i did see because this blew my fucking mind 
okay? This blew my mind. Mm. Eight of the male members of the group, including Applewhite, the leader, voluntarily underwent castration as an extreme means of maintaining their lifestyle. Um, the group initially attended, attempted to castrate, um, attempted castration by having one of its members, a former nurse, perform the castration, oh but that person died. So after that, all castrations took place in a hospital. Oh, wow. What hospital was doing this? What hospital was doing this? That's crazy. What, what hospital was doing this? Hey, I just want to castrate this guy. Is that cool? Is that cool with you? <laughs> he wants pussy so bad, and that's just not a part of our relationship. We gotta nip this shit in the bud. Well, imagine if the, the, the men of the Night's Watch had to do that. Uh, I mean, it did happen to some of them, right? Oh, no, oh, that's the rapist. Just the that was the, that oh, was, in the, the, in the rapist, rapist got yeah. castrated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel um, like that we should be doing that now. I feel like we should take that back, too. Castrate them all. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where was I? Okay. Um, this group was also very against like uh, suicide, heavily against suicide. They were like, if you commit suicide, you basically were turning down the offer of the next level of your existence mm. from the gods or from the aliens or whatever. You know, you were basically being like, actually, no, I'm good. Don't want that. Fuck you. If you committed suicide. Yeah. Um, but Marshall did have a revelation that they might have to, as a group, um, commit suicide to um, abandon their soul vehicles to achieve their next level of godliness. That was literally what he told them. And I think this was also around the time where um, like people were getting abused and it was start it was just starting to it was just starting to become like a real issue. like people were uh, leaving and like trying to get people involved, you know. Uh, I see, like a last-ditch effort. Yeah, so like yeah. shit started getting real, real fucking crazy. Yeah. And so that is when he apparently had this revelation that, you know, they might have to abandon their vessels. And then on March 22nd, 1997, sorry if that's your birthday, <laughs> 39 active members and the founder were found dead in their dwelling wow. space, all dressed in these robes. Um, that's why I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. Mm -hmm. They were dressed in these robes. They were all laying in the same like room and they had all drank like a potion or something mm -hmm. like some kind of mixture basically to all go out together to Jim ascend Jones style. Jim Jones style to ascend to the next level. That's fucking crazy. But I will say a common thing with a lot of these cults is like I said, like finding people that are in their lowest points mm -hmm. that you are like, oh my God, I have nowhere to go. I need something, especially because a lot of those people do have a lot of faith in religion mm -hmm. and they just prey on your weaknesses and get you there. Mm -hmm. um, the other one I wanted to talk about was, there's a documentary on Netflix called One Taste, mm -hmm. um, which was very odd. I was, I was watching it this morning and it's literally this white woman and she was on ABC News. She was in the New York Times, bitch. Like she she had like a following and she was charging like $55,000 to join and things like that. And like she would, she basically to begin with, it was all very positive. It was mm -hmm. all extremely positive. We are promoting, um, the, uh, female orgasm. That is where the power in this world comes from is the female orgasm. Um, you know, she had a lot of, uh, she had a, she did a Ted talk as well. 
which I'm pretty sure is still on. Like she got over like three million views on oh, that. Maybe one we should try to find it. I'm gonna find, find it and post it. Yeah. Um. And so all of that and. It was all going really well, and uh, a lot of the members were saying that, you know, they felt like they knew themselves a lot better. They were having a lot of fun, experimenting. She was really just um, emphasizing that uh, being sexual was okay and, like, giving into your sexual pleasures was okay, and that was fine, you know. Um, the members that would pay, they basically all lived in this warehouse with, like, it was, like, 40-plus people that lived all in this warehouse together and they all had a um, experimenting partner or a lab partner where they would go and experiment these things. It would basically be like um, a relationship with these people. And um, it was, like I said, it was all going really well. And then part of the documentary starts getting crazy because she says something that was crazy because she said like, to, to feel like you were not raped you had to put yourself in a state of turned on and that because if you're turned on there's nothing to rape is literally what she said and as a person who has been sexually assaulted that is just not how it fucking works like that's just not how it works it's just not how it works you realize what the fuck is going on and it's like you leave your body for like just a, like at least for me it just is, that's just not how it works, okay? And listening to her talk about this and talk about men as if, like, they have these beasts inside of them and these beasts just just need to be cuddled and, and loved hands. on and, and understood. And she's like, this guy paid me a lot of money just to, because he, he said he wanted to strangle her. So she he paid her money. She went over. He fucking strangled the shit out of her. And then he starts crying. And she's like you just have to when when men show these beasts you just have to really um uh go to them with love and kindness and understanding like like it was okay that they were doing this you know what i'm saying it somehow and, turned from all being focused about women's pleasure and yeah. like being the orgasm being the end all like for the world mm -hmm. to we have to placate and like yeah be beings open to service for men yeah and like people were from? starting to get hurt like people were really starting to get hurt um there's a one that like was craziest to me and her sister was like a heavy person that they interviewed and she had like all these pictures and all this other stuff and um there was this one girl she was with this guy that was there and like he started beating her and she went to the founder and was telling her and basically the founder was like, I just, she, cause she wanted to leave as well. And she's like crying. I can't believe you would leave me. I can't believe all these things would happen and all this other stuff. And of course, someone who feels guilty for you, you're making it seem like I'm abandoning you. She ended up staying. This girl ended up staying. She just felt so guilty. And then it ended up being like that girl. And I think it was 11 people total that ended up like sexually assaulting her and beating her. And she fell down like a flight of stairs and so she's at the end of these stairs just like vomiting and like it's all it's still all her fault you know and then before this happened one of the guys like picked her up in front of the whole group and was like shaking her by her arms and was like um you know i want to beat you i want to use you i want to rape you like all these other things and she got reprimanded and got some of her privileges taken away because she showed fear in the eye of his beast instead of greeting him with love and understanding Wow. Yeah. 
So I know like the FBI uh, got in, got investigated because this girl did end up leaving and she did end up going to um, talk to someone about it. And it just became a whole investigation. The people that were former members were having a lot of people from the FBI and private investigators like calling them, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, especially from all the stuff that this woman was saying. Um, a lot of the former members in this interview were like, looking back on it, this was not okay. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of people that tried to tell her, that tried to tell the founder, I cannot remember her name. Yeah, oh, Nicole Dayton. Nicole, yeah. Um, they kept trying to tell her that this is not good, this is not good, people yeah. are getting hurt, you need to fix this, like all these other things. And anything that started to go wrong, she still perpetuated it as, well, that is just how it's supposed to be. You need to go into this with an open mind yeah. and with an open heart and understanding. Yeah, you and can find pleasure you, in anything. Basically, she was saying, you make yourself the victim yeah. by putting yourself there. And that shit fucking made me so upset. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of them were saying, like, uh, one of the guys that was there, he said he feels like his reality was warped from being there for so long um, to the fact that like now the only way that he feels like he can like really blend in with society and feel normal is he has like a blue collar job now and he like works in tech and stuff, um, does really regular stuff. One of the other guys, he has uh, the, the warehouse where they used to all sleep. It's now a sex dungeon that he owns. Oh wow. Where they like, they had like all the good um, you know, the, the X's that you hang on, mm -hmm. the, the saddles, yeah. all the floggers and things like that. And a big sign that says consent is sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, way to transmute that pain to exactly, something. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, the girl who basically got it all shut down, she was getting her PhD whenever, um, the documentary was going on. But yeah, that one was crazy, mostly because it was founded and led by a woman and then this woman saying all these things and like <coughs> basically just being a rape apologist and victim blaming and like all these other things. And again, like that, like especially sitting through that particular one was a little challenging for me um, because it's a lot of thoughts that you have already after an event like that where you feel like it was your fault. You feel like if you would have done one less thing or maybe done one other thing that maybe you wouldn't be in this situation where you feel so violated, you know? And so that is really hard, especially coming from another woman. That's really hard yeah. to hear, yeah. um, that it was your fault when it is not in actuality, especially when boundaries are very real. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, that is really sad. I, I don't want to sit here and like, you know, I, I like to make generalizations. I think that's my job on this couch. Um, <laughs> why is it that we don't get the stories about like black cult leaders yeah. or like, you know, there was that one um, about the yogi guy. He was a middle, he was like a South Indian mm -hmm. um, who started a cult. That, but that was like, that was like a one off. You yeah. just do not hear a lot about people of color doing these really grandiose things. And if you have, please, please send me the link, please. I want to read about it. Cause that's, I want to, I want to yeah. understand why white people feel the need to like 
do shit like that do shit like this consistently like or manipulate manipulate mass amounts of people to do terrible things like what is it that's different about white people than everybody else maybe it's because we have a lot of other shit to worry about and like white people they just don't have fear like the same type of fear that we have yeah i think um i was talking to one of my friends about it as well when i was telling them that uh this is the topic we were going to be doing and we were also saying like the same thing like in in times of turmoil like like black people will turn to religion of course to have faith and strength and things like that but being manipulated in that way where you give up complete control of your life your finances where you go what you do shit like that is just not something that we are susceptible to doing in one taste, there was black members. Yeah, I will was, say there, there was, was a few. few. There's yeah. always a few. There's always Even a few. in that um, in that crypto cult documentary I'm watching on HBO. There's a few. There's like one or two black people. Yeah, I just think those are um, maybe the coons of the group. Yeah, maybe. or just people that aren't around enough yeah, black people. I don't too. know, man. Um, I also think that like when it comes to I don't know, especially when it comes to religion or actually, sorry, I'm, that's not where I was going. It, you know, when they say stress is genetic, like things like that, whenever it comes to stuff like this and when you ask that question, like, why are white people like this? I think that because white people have been the root of most colonializations and slave trades and things like that, I think because they are such a big root in all of that stuff that it would make sense that like now generations later they feel like well this feels normal Mm -hmm. because shit like that i mean if all these other things can be genetic and can be passed down through the generations and shit why would why would why would that not be one of the things you know what i'm saying so i think that that is one reason why i also have a really hard time trusting white people now at this point is because you see all of these things and you start hearing all these things and it just is crazy to think like my trauma is genetic i things that make me like like for example whenever you see black people laugh and everybody runs that's because in in slavery <laughs> this sounds like a twitter post no in slavery bitch you like the slaves were not allowed you weren't allowed, allowed to, to congregate laugh. and you enjoy yourself to do that shit so if somebody said some shit that made you laugh you had to disperse so you wouldn't wow. basically get in trouble you know shit like that so i'm like if these are things that are still fucking going on bitch then of course we got all these white people trying to enslave the masses with their crazy sex cults and all this other shit because they feel like they have to or they need to or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, literally, just a bunch of fucking crazy mess going on through and through, my nigga. Ugh, through and through. That's a really good point, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's really, our ancestors have just provided us with the data. We just got to look at it. Yeah. So, beware of those sex cults, kids. <laughs> Man, that's our Reddit question is how to not get involved in a sex cult. And our answer to that is like, really just mind your business, I feel like. Yeah. And don't let other people tell you the way that there's one way to get to an end. Because that seems to yeah. be out of everything, cults are, get you by saying, hey, this is the way to enlightenment. This is the way to financial success. Mm-hmm. This is the way to a body shaking orgasm this is the only way to whatever yeah and i'm gonna show you how and because i can show you how i have complete control over you and i just think that's really fucking stupid yeah 
So don't fall for it. Don't join a sex cult. Um, if you believe you're in a sex cult, please reach out to us. We are not professionals. However, we I would, will help you. Find we will help, help you the, with find the resources you need to get the fuck up out of there. Bitch. Absolutely. And bitch. I will work on getting you an HBO documentary, bitch, because you deserve it. We will advocate for you. Don't worry about it. Wow. Well, wow. That was really interesting, Lex. You did a lot of research here. I did in a very short amount of time. I'm not going to lie. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it, like, we're going to link a lot of the things that where I found most of this information. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, a, there's actually a documentary on every single one of these. And yeah. so I will link them with, or not link them, but I'll put the streaming service that they're on. Yeah. But beware, man, because obviously they're still going on in 2020. Yeah, y'all. 2020s. Just stay on your toes. Stay on your toes. <laughs> if you're black, have more black friends, okay? Yeah. Like, have more black friends. It's a safety security thing. It is know? a safety security thing. I have also, I have learned now as an adult that the black people that avoid having black friends or that don't really have black friends, I, I, I have some questions. I, I just have some questions. I'm feeling a little um, unsafe. Uh, and you know, you're giving these, well, they're not like other white people. Are they, have you guys been in a situation where they where like the true colors are, have to come out? Like, have you been pulled over with this person? Have you been accused of shoplifting with this person? Have you been all of these other things that black people have to go through? Have you, are, are, have, are any of these things going on? Uh, over Thanksgiving, I had to have a conversation with my cousins and it was really like a dinner conversation show. It was like their parents, my parents and me. Mm -hmm. Um, and they go to a like very white city and they go to a Catholic school in this very white city Mm there. It's like them. They're like the only black girls and there's like another black girl and like two black guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, the rest of their friends, they're all white. They're all their friends are white. They like repost their white friend stories. And I'm like, who are these white people on my Instagram newsfeed? Anyway. Um, but they're in high school and they only hang out with these white people. Yeah. And I was just telling them like, that was me in college. I think for a period of time, I went to an international school in high school. There was just not a lot of like white people. There wasn't a lot of black people, but there wasn't a lot of white people. It was mostly like Indians, Asians, and then a mix of everybody else. Like Mm -hmm. truly. So I didn't have an issue where I had a lot of white friends in high school, but I did in college. I had a lot of white friends. I had a lot of white Latino friends and while I knew I was different, there's this feeling that you get around them where you're like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, these, are, these them, are my friends. So yeah, good. These are my yeah. friends. I'm with them, so I'm good. And there came up a, a few times in my college life that I realized I was not and that I wasn't the same and that I wasn't treated yeah. the same and I didn't feel the same. And so I had to make, like, an effort when I got out of college to try to make more black friends. And I'm not even going to lie and say, like, that was easy. It really wasn't. Yeah. I had a lot of internalized, like... Racism, colorism, things like that. N- girl, hell I'm no, a- don't put that shit I'm, on me. I'm asking. It was a question. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It no racism a- or color. No. I was but, like, it was a question. Um, <laughs> like, this feeling like that, like, black people just didn't want me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, black people are ghetto and I'm not ghetto. It wasn't like yeah. that. It was more like... I just felt inside that I didn't know what they wanted. And so yeah. whenever I would go and like try to interact in college with like the black groups, I just didn't feel like comfortable. And like my mom was telling me the story about shit that used to happen at church when I was much younger and like the same shit. I don't talk like a black person shocked, neither do you. Yeah. And so my, my point of this whole story was I had to tell my cousins, girl, you got to go out and like just 
if you involve yourself when you go to college into the right communities, you'll find the black people, you'll find the people in your circle that relate to you. Yeah. Cause like the, the idea that I had that I wasn't black enough was like all in my head. Yeah. And I feel so much safer and so much happier and yeah. so much like comfort. Just like knowing that I have my circle is like 98% yeah. is just black people that yeah. understand me and that like want me to be safe. And, like, we can have these types of conversations really openly. Yeah. So if you don't have black friends. And you are black. Try to make some black friends. Yeah. And understand that they're out there for you. Yeah. Your black friends, your alt black friends, your anime black friends, your nerdy black friends, your... Stuck up black friends. Your, your bougie black friends, yeah. your ghetto black friends, your party black friends, your cop black friends. What? I actually want to redact that last one. Yeah. A cab bitch. A cab bitch. Yeah. I had to drop one of mine's, you know. I say you getting a little too close. You work in the jails, you a little too close for me. <laughs> the jail is basically legalized slavery, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I we don't want to make you feel bad if you have white friends. Just get more black friends. Speak for yourself. God, like, shut the fuck up. I'm done. All right. All right, y'all. That's it. This That's is, it for the week. This is another episode of The Fleshes Are Yours. However, follow us on Instagram. In about, like, five seconds, you'll see a little button to subscribe. Subscribe mm -hmm. to our channel. Comment, like, and subscribe. Like, thumbs up, whatever it is on YouTube these days. Fucking do it. Yeah. Um, follow our Instagram at the pleasures. Oh, all your pleasures oh, underscore. There we go. There at we go all your pleasures underscore mm -hmm. um you can follow our tiktoks and yeah keep up with our shit we have um one more episode one more left episode. before we go on a little holiday break yes but lots of things happening in that holiday break right lots so of if you have any like questions for us or suggestions for what we can do next season send those in you know we'll be working on them through the holidays yes. but we'll see you next week we'll see you next week love bye. you bye